I played this album today, but I haven't played this song in a month. Let the queen, let the queen, let the, let the, let the shit ride, man. They're interrupting business. Not the only diaspora that we acknowledge. <laughs> Why do you say fuck them? Because I don't know who did what first. Never did. Somebody did it better. Can you say he did it better? I believe so. I like one album more than another. You listen to her album? Yeah. When? I listened to it. This was on. This was last week. When were we talking about it? Actually, yeah, this is like like the day after. I think I'm the one we talking about. It. I listen to it. Oh, let's show, let's show. Now these things are Let's show this. Let's show this gentleman some respect. Where's this shit at? Where's this shit at? Let's show this gentleman some respect. Please bear with us. Nothing about this day or this week or this episode is going to be normal. <laughs> it's going to be regular. So please bear with us. There's tequila in my wine glass. There's water in my water. Who did who did Golding steal this song? Like who did like I mean like what did he steal to make this? Put a down on that bitch. Okay, we're I don't know what niggas we're, we're four minutes in. We're four minutes in. I'm gonna fade this going and go. We need to introduce this podcast. This is Hassan speaking. Um, my brother is to the right of me. Yes. Yes, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for yet another week of Bread TV. They almost like calling it Bread TV instead of Breaking Bread TV. So we we'll, so we'll more clean. And so we'll be talking about that later. Um, Definitely can. LLC registration costs <laughs> So when you do that shit, do that shit once. Yeah, that'd be sure you, that's what you should do. Um, 
because bro offer that service too. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna get, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Um, this is episode 11 of Breaking Bread TV. Um, it's it's definitely been an interesting week. The crazy thing is, man, we can get right to the right to the shenanigans, or right to what I want to speak about first. Um, we recorded our last episode on the eve of uh, Goldings album dropping Diaspora. I thought it would be dropping on Friday, and it dropped on Tuesday. On and, Tuesday, and people yeah. don't understand um, what goes into the earth. You know, they don't understand that that's a decision that has to be made. Like you know, albums usually drop on Fridays, and he dropped it on a Tuesday. I think. I mean, uh, I think that was I'm, conscious. I'm gonna assume, yeah. That's what I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna assume that that was a conscious decision. Um, when you drop on Tuesday, you pretty much have half of a week to sell your album in terms of first week sales. First week sales yeah. So um, you could uh, say that was a bold move, or um, it was a stupid move because his first week numbers is not as is probably not gonna they're gonna look sideways to some people. Um, but also I think I'm not mad at him dropping the album on a Tuesday because nobody else is dropping. Like you have that day, everybody else is dropping on Friday. So you have that day, you know, that there's no distractions in terms of people um, hearing your, hearing your music. Yeah. I mean, everything that's released, I mean, even us releasing our podcast when we do was on the schedule for a reason, because, you know, you want to reduce the traffic, you want to reduce the controllables, right? So a controllable is, you know, Everybody's releasing something on the same day. So let me put my shit. Like DJ Khaled album, he was talking about that shit and how Meg Thee Stallion album was like, first it was dropping by itself, I think, but then Khaled like moved his shit up to come out earlier or some shit like that. No, I think Khaled moved his album back. back a week. Okay, um, you know what I'm saying? Somebody else dropped, Tyler Creator dropped that day too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. numbers for first week. You're not going to see numbers because it hasn't been a week yet. Yeah, but like you said, it cuts it short, doesn't it? Yeah, but the the numbers come out. Um, the numbers come out. Huh, that's, it'll that's be a week tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be a week tomorrow, but they come out. Because if, if I think if, they come out every Friday. Yeah, like, Friday passed. Huh? Friday passed. Yeah, we can uh we can uh look that look that up later. But uh people people are in an uproar about um Goldie's album. Uh, Joy Postel was on I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram but she was saying like how Goldings manager was like stalking her IG story um, supposedly um, he asked her to like background sing for the album or something or for a record or whatever he asked her to be a background singer but then like backed out at the last minute um, I think uh, what the issue is I mean, what do you what do you think about the whole diaspora thing? I think neither of them invented the word and calling your album something. Like, do you know how many albums in hip hop have the same name that were released around the same time? Like that, ha- or just not even just in hip hop, bro. But I just think creatively, bro, you just have to bank on your art a little bit more. I know that there's discussions that come up because. You know, as a woman in the industry, she's at certain disadvantages and they're both local. And there's a lot of arguments to be made about why this thing is fraudulent. Mm-hmm. But I think there's more arguments to be made about why, like, the art has to speak for itself, bro. And at the end of the day, when you start having more conversations about shit that's in your way, 
and you're not, you know what I'm saying, letting the art speak for itself. Like, I understand holding niggas accountable. So, so what do you think about Joy's album? Joy's album was it's still enjoyable. Like, I liked it. I liked it. Right? I definitely liked it. I think Golden calling his shit diaspora was definitely for a reason because of the features and the sounds on it. Like, it's, it's he's definitely, um, you know, branding a certain way with this, with this album in terms of how he knows it'll be received, putting Malik Berry on it. Wiz kid. You see, know what see what I think the disconnect is is like so um if if uh if we Google the word diaspora, because we do have Google at our disposal, the word means uh Jews living outside of Israel. That's the first definition. Second definition is the diversion the dispersion of any people from their original homeland. So like if you listen to um if you listen to Joy Postel's diaspora, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of like slavery references. Um I think one line she says, uh, I could smell it in the air, like the dark body swinging from the poppy trees. Like that's a line that she says in her in, in one of the songs. I know your roots uh, is also one of the interviews. Yeah, know your roots. Um even at the beginning like at the beginning of yeah at the beginning of uh of one of her songs water i'm about to play this shit i used to believe money didn't grow on trees until i started seeing men hang from them so like, so I want to keep in mind that all y'all niggas I saw tweeting about her album, I don't see none of y'all under the friends who listen. That's to what I'm saying. And I be following y'all niggas. Yeah, you know, that's what's that was real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, dude, which hill do you really want to stand on? Just, I just wanted to point that out there because I only see I see you and I see my brother Sheg on there, bro. I don't see none of the rest of y'all niggas under here that y'all was really you know going and saying go niggas this that and the third. I see actually way more of y'all playing his music in your IG stories than I see, you know. And it'd be the same niggas. What I'll what I say is that, that um, cause I, cause, cause it's hard not to compare their albums. If there's two albums called Diaspora, yeah. then it's hard not to compare them. And I've listened to both. I actually listened to Joyce today. I listened to Gold Links repeatedly over the past week. I enjoy both. What I'll say, just a few quick points. Um, in terms of... Uh, Joy's album a majority of that project I'm not sure who produced the records but there's no features on the album no features at all there's no features at all which that is very commendable to make an album with no features I mean, at uh, her stage in her career and, and in her career um, and it was really really good with no features mm-hmm. she got her point across with no features like you know she did the skits I mean everything was tied into this story or narrative that she was trying to tell and it was with no features. And that's one of the, I guess, knocks on Gold Link's album is that, because if you're talking about Diaspora, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, any album, you're going to try and communicate a message, right? Yes. So I felt like Gold Link needed more than just himself to communicate that message, whatever message he was trying to communicate. In terms of like, in terms of the actual word Diaspora, Joy was more speaking from black people in America that diaspora because if what what if, if, if the origin of the word is um, you know people 
that left, you know, their original land or whatever. It says the dispersion of any people from their original home there. You know, black people in uh, this country have two different identities. Yes. It's Africans and non-Africans. I mean, and I don't want to say that's the only two types of black people in America, but for the most part, or that's what I'm most familiar with is Africans and uh, non-Africans mm-hmm. or people that, you know, have family and roots in Africa and, and you know, other uh, in other places. And then there's the people that don't, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're telling your original story of your original people, for one person, that might be slavery. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That might be the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. For another person, they might connect with a different meaning of diaspora. I think it's obvious that Goldneak was trying to, he, and we talked about it on the last show, that like, he had a lot of African influences on the album. So it's just a different story being told. I don't, I don't discount either of them. As well. At the end of the day, I can't discount, especially when, again, the proof is in the pudding. This nigga made an album full of hit records. Not hit records in terms nah, of commercial I success. Can't, I can't bro. say that. I can't say it's an album full of hit records, bro. Bruh, I'm talking, bro. What What are you skipping on here? Um, tell me. And if he's skipping it, tell you why. Yeah, tell me why, and tell me is it like like okay. are you skipping anything lower than like a seven? I'm um, not skipping nothing. On contrary that. to popular belief, that Pusha T song is all right. I'm. I'm it's not all the, right. I'm the wrong nigga to talk to about Pusha T. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, uh, shout out to him for getting a Pusha T verse. I guess you know they're both on the DMV, so it was yeah, only bound to happen. But that's yeah, allegedly. That song I could skip. And you know there was a <laughs> <laughs> that song. I Pusha could, T put them bars in there like <sighs> I had a gold lick. Like you know he got him yeah. to say the nigga. Pusha T so fucking with a, corny with a man. cocaine bar next Pusha to T is so fucking corny man last year niggas got hot cause they told on me <laughs> um, Coke White I could skip the song with Western I could skip that wasn't my favorite I'm not gonna lie yeah, I was, and I was, ex- I was excited for that fire, I, I could skip that that sounded like an African folk song like and not not in a good way um, what else can I skip Spanish song is okay Rumble was okay. But this is a actually this song is cool. That nigga was flowing though. Yard is cool, bro. Yeah, yard with um what? Yeah, it's cool, but it's just not a it's but that's because that's because that's more of a um because there was a lot of Caribbean influence on here too. To be honest, it's like when I hear like when I be going to spots and like Caribbean spots, I don't be as hyped naturally. Yeah, it's a chill joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really evoke too much emotion. And that's one thing about Joy's album. It definitely does evoke a lot of emotion. Like, you... It's hard to say. And I think um, the bigger you get, the less of yourself you can put into your music. Or it's just hard to, like... You know, the more mainstream you get or the less indie you get... We're not gonna feel you as much if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like people might feel more comfortable putting themselves in the art when they feel like not as many people. It's kind of like a crutch, like a, like a like a catch twenty two where you're just coming out, some niggas don't know about you. So if you put some personal shit in your bars, only a couple of niggas are gonna. But get it's that deeper shit. than just saying your business on a record. No, I I'm know. T- I'm talking about like you can, f- like when I listen to her album, 
I feel, it's weird because you listen to people's music and you can feel a connection. Like, you know, music is a vibration. Like, it's vibrating energy from yeah. whoever said it to whoever's listening, right? I could feel... Her album makes me feel something more than Gold Rings, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, but that's because I feel like we discredit the fact that, like, making people feel joy through music is is kind of under it's kind of expected at this point like niggas love to talk about vibes and shit like joy's album might make you feel something more intimate yeah that's my point right i can't discount gold link's album for making me feel joyous and jubilant yeah but that don't have that's 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 that's, that's a separate point from what i'm saying cuz it could be a joyous moment and you can still feel like more like Cause I see, I see, I see his album as more of a celebration. I'm, I'm not discounting that, that, but that has nothing to do with my point. Like, I, I didn't say that her shit makes me feel the opposite of jubilant or joyful. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not even talking about what type of emotion it is. I'm just saying when I listen to the music, I feel more connected. It's just like I, I felt more connected to Drake won't thank me later than on Scorpion. Yeah, like that's just how it is. Like the bigger you get. The, the the more disconnected you kind of get from your fans in terms of like you know the actual music like J Cole was a lot like I'm not gonna say his music has gotten worse or is making me feel you know not as happy or whatever it's just that the the more mainstream you get I guess the the song how you put it together like this nigga got pushing does, any, does anybody do that now well that's at that higher caliber of artist is anybody like a good example to follow has anybody successfully Kendrick that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Kendrick, I feel like when I, the first time I heard Dan, like, I felt like Kendrick was talking to me. Like, I was hearing what he was trying to say. Like, it feels like some, like, people are just so good at making records that, like, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to probably explain it, but, like, I can't really, it's just a good song at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's not really, Gold Link doesn't. Gold Link's raps like he he got one flow. He got one flow, and he don't really be talking about a lot. You know what I'm saying? No, it's just bars like fly nigga shit, pretty much. Yeah, except for the one. Except for the couple, co- yeah, a couple verses where he'll actually talk about some real personal shit. But most of the time, it's just fly nigga shit. So it's like, I can't. Gold yeah, <laughs> and my teeth sharp as shit. Nah, so I put us down always, on that bitch. Yeah, he always like. Like, it's just fly nigga shit, which is cool. And that, you know, that can be joyous, but I'm saying I don't feel connected to that. The, the, the songs are good, but I feel like joy. Every record, she was trying to get a point across, and I knew exactly what point she was trying to get across, and I knew it was from the heart. Like, How did you listen, you listen to Skepta album? You like Skepta album? Right? I love Skepta's album. Why you love this album? Oh, my God. Skepta is... Skepta... <laughs> Dog, it was so many gems on that. Like, I feel like he was... In the bars? In the bars, bro. Okay, okay. Like, I feel like he was teaching me, bro. I feel like he was an older brother talking to me on that album. Wow. Like, that's how I felt. Like, if you actually listen to the lyrics on that shit, like, he's dropping a lot of gems. He's talking about... Yo, music is supposed to teach you at the end of the day. Or that's, that's what I love music for the most. Like, rap taught me about shit that... I had no idea about before I heard him on, on raps. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So my favorite part of music is when I feel like I'm listening to something that's enriching, like, you know, 
either my way of thinking or just my, you know, how I act or yeah, I'm just I learning saying, something. I would say that, like, rap music, like, listening to Lupe and shit when I was younger made me love language and mm-hmm. made me want to be a better communicator. I thought it was fascinating to me how, you know, people that, and that's why we always talk about Nick, too, is that, people, like, people have this talent for using language to communicate shit that we otherwise have no yeah. experience and no reason to relate to. But... If you can make me understand some shit that's far from my experience, yep. bro, you're you're gifted. You're that's talented. A fact. You're definitely talented. It's a, it's a reason why, like, you first hear Illmatic at fucking however old I was, twelve or thirteen, and you're understanding messages, you're understanding things that are being said that you've never seen in real life, but you feel like you've seen it. Type shit. You feel like Drake's music teaches you anything? Yeah, just in a different way. In 2019, still. Yeah. So is he up there with Kendrick then in that same caliber? No. Well, he's close, but no. It's because of the album. The album offering wasn't... Um, Yeah, like, in terms of Scorpion, and we can, this week we'll go into a whole other tangent, but in terms of, like, Scorpion, I feel like... Okay, it was, like, what? 28 records or some shit? 26 records? Some shit like that. And it was a lot of filler, Sorry, but... I don't understand. Was, Shut up, Siri. It was it was crackhead level track listing. Yeah, and it was a lot of <laughs> shout out to Chris Brown. It was a lot of um, like oh, filler yeah. records. So in that sense, Kendrick doesn't have as much filler on his albums. So in that sense, I feel a little disconnected. It's still but, there though. You but, know what's crazy about Kendrick, bro, is that I really don't want to tangent off on this nigga albums, bro. But I feel like damn, like I hate. Again, I hated going to that tour, bro. I did not like that tour. I don't like the song Humble that still gets played today. I don't understand why it's so... It's a radio record. I don't even think it's a good radio record. I don't like, I don't like Mob Ties. Mob Ties is a good record. I like Mob Ties. So is Humble. No, bro. Yeah. Listen to that beat, bro. Listen to Mob Ties beat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mediocre. I don't think so. I don't think so. I really sick don't. of these niggas. Sick of these niggas. Possibly help get rid of these niggas. That shit's annoying, bro. What? That sounds okay, man. But Drake still told you about his child on March 14th. You understand what I'm saying? Like that's a personal record. And also, Drake be dropping gems, man. Like even in Omerta. Like it's just when when somebody lets you into their way of thinking and how they operate, you can learn from that. And that's that's I guess what I what I, what I take from. Them. So people wasn't fucking with these Drake records though. At least one of them. Them niggas are stupid, man. So do you like Money in the Grave? Not as much. It's a filler. It's a, it's a throwaway. It's not even as good as the other. Drake does this weird thing where like for the past couple years. Oh, before we before we before we go to that, Golink had a lot of um. I, I really wanted uh, and we could we could just end this. You know, part of the fucking you know, we end the gold link segment part of the show. But he had a lot of Nigerians, a lot of you know, people from the islands on that album, and I, I wanna commend him for that, because uh we deserve more shine. <laughs> we deserve to be on more niggas hooks <laughs> and we deserve more future verses on all these niggas albums. Or like even when Wiz dropped that album and like Todd Outside was on that shit, I thought that was tough. Yeah. Just, just when I, just when I see that connection Wiz kid, made or like yeah, somebody like that from our from our you know generation of like Afrobeat artists yeah. to be on a feature versus like all yeah. the niggas are hit. When I see Todd Outside talking about going to Nigeria, even Drake, 
I think this is Drake the first time mention legals in a rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. niggas are hip, bro. Yeah, we're definitely hip. So, so I want to commend him for that. I definitely want to commend him for that. But um, yeah, we can we can get off of Gold Link and, and Drake and Kendrick things of that nature. Um, testing me gonna have my niggas testing machines. Yeah, that that I really yo. You know what's funny is that we look at Drake in the public eye, especially with this with the finals just ended and the Raptors won. Shout out to the Raptors, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out we, to my we, nigga. We, we really, yeah, my nigga Toronto, uh, bro. I E I E. Are you stupid? Are you dumb? Pick one. Fucking. We be we be we see the theatrics a lot. We see the theatrics a lot. Mm-hmm. People feel however they want to feel, bro. I don't think people understand the power of money and like connections in this world. I be believing when Drake talk about everything he say. I believe the money that he could put on niggas' heads. And yeah, shit. I believe he like, said he don't even count thousands, thousands no more. It's just millions. Because he's not saying that he Drake is not saying I'm gonna murk you. Drake is saying that like you don't know who I know, bro. That shit <laughs> but, is. Scary. But I know who I know. The fear of the unknown is a real thing, bro. Every time Drake says some shit and has some gunners that'll hit you out of nowhere like epiphany, really, that's it to me. Aside from the obvious, man, it's. it's it changes the scenery. Testing me, go have niggas testing Test the my machinery, machinery nigga. Testing me, go have niggas testing machinery. I don't want no machines tested on me. The wild, the no. boy, he wild and peaceful. Rest in peace, Tina Marie, bro. Tina Marie's debut album, it's Wild and Peaceful. called Wild and Peaceful. Drake is going to drop a diss record for Pusha T. Mark my words. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. Every single time this nigga gets on wax, he has... Three left jabs for Pusha T. And that right hook is coming, one day or another. I'm telling you. Last year. The next album, that shit is coming. I'm going to say this. By the end of this year, because I think Drake is dropping, like, by the end of this year. Again? He didn't drop this year. He dropped last year. Oh, no. Nah, I mean, it's just crazy how time is flying. It's June, yeah. So I think he's dropping, and I definitely think there's no... Dog. He even said it. Let me see the lyrics, man. Because this is this is this is one of those Drake bars and Drake songs where it's like we look back at the end of the year, like, oh, I see he was alluding to all of this shit. Yes. You know how like anybody still going to Benny Hanna? Stop, stop. Uh, shit is pigeon food. What you said? You know how like I don't know if you know, but like before Travis album dropped, I would hear him talk about Astro or Astro or Astro or all his feature verses and shit. Mm-hmm. And the tape come out and it's called Astro. Yeah, Drake did the same Drake thing. Drake be doing the same shit, bro. Drake be doing the same shit. We're going to look back and we're going to dissect this fucking Drake record on Merita and see, bro, we, this is just a forecast of what was coming. Nigga, it's, and that's the thing about being so good that you can still telegraph your punches and niggas still can't do nothing to defend themselves, bro. That's a that's a mastery. That's a mastery. This Yo, shit was mastery. The last, the last four bars. The last four bars, bro. What is it? The, uh, the things that we've done to protect the name are unsettling. But no regrets, though. The name will echo years later. None greater. Death to a coward and a traitor. That's just in my nature. Like, I feel like he's talking to this niggas. I feel like he's talking to this nigga on every verse, bro. I just come back to the fact that, like, your use of language is masterful, bro. I gotta respect that shit. That nigga's a poet, bro. That nigga's a poet. You can't say these records is trash. That Come means you're just not paying man. paying attention. And there's so many bars to dissect. Do you like Money in the Grave better than Smile Toss? Um, Take Ross first out of it. Before I answer that question, Drake has this weird thing where he has the best rappers in the world on for a feature, but the beats will be so trash. Yeah. 
Like every time I see Drake featuring Rick Ross, Drake featuring Jay Z, the past two, three records that Drake and Jay Z have done together are trash. They haven't had a good record since Pound Cake. What was the last one? Um, they had a great what Grammy talk or some shit. No, no, that was a future. He had a record on Scorpion. Did he do? Yes. He had a record on Scorpion. I forget what the that album was good, man. He had a record on Scorpion. I forget what the uh, oh, it's right here. Are you sure? Talk up. We're at 30 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a long podcast. I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. I don't even think this beat is that bad. I just think that poor execution of a song. The money in a great beat isn't bad. It's just poor execution. Yeah. This is not the song I want to hear Drake and Jay-Z on together You know what I mean? Even this money in the grave What I'll say huh? I, I think niggas purposefully make throwaway records They don't Cause you know when You know when you're in a booth and you make a pound cake And you make this There's different things being spoken about There's different It's just a different feel to the record. Pound Cake was literally like, that was a dissertation. This shit is just for play. Yeah. This beat is hard. It's just poor execution. But it's still cool though. It's a rise of this. And these are the most, these are the two most legendary two like, bars. First, yeah. first two bars on the record. Yeah. I mean, the Lord knows. Really yeah. even start. I got that I'm in the, the dark, dark, nigga. All oh, that shit, man. Legendary. That's all I needed to hear to know that song was fire. I, I mean, my niggas ain't shit alarm went off. I know so many of you niggas that was yelling that shit went Yeah, off. the hairs on my back started to tingle. I got the I'm keeping it in the dark. Some Thanks, of y'all man. was a little bit too happy about that bar, man. Yeah, my, my jaw dropped because of the honesty. Can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Can we get into this young gentleman that's, um... Sony Music's new rep for Sony Music U. For the whole DMV. Yeah, mind you, it's the city of Baltimore. Man. Oh, city so of Baltimore. To give him a shout out What's his name? His name is Gucci P. Gucci right? P. So Sony has this Sony Music U program where they pretty much get undergraduate students or people who are affiliated with, with these schools um, and makes them ambassadors to, to the music industry for, you know, events that they put on, outreach, you know, you can also use it as a platform to promote your own events, like on your campus. You know, get awareness around it. Um, Gucci P went to Morgan State. I don't. I think he still might be there. I think that's one of the requirements to be um, an affiliate or like uh, what do they call it? No, it's, like it's a, a Baltimore rep. Yeah, it's like a Baltimore rep for the mm-hmm. city. But I think in terms of the because the application process, so you have to be. I think one of the questions is that you have to be an undergraduate student of whatever area. Um, but yeah, Gucci P himself, man, he has his own management company um, called Tycoon Management and Production. I did a little bit of research on him earlier today just to see who he was and what he's doing. And it's pretty, like, all-encompassing, man. So the production company does, you know, placements, everything from playlist placements to, you know, your graphic design. Um, it's pretty much like business development. They'll register your LLC for you. Um, they'll do promotions, whether it's, you know, for, for a pop-up or, you know, any type of event. They, they really, they really try to build these businesses and these local, these local things from the ground up. And 
and I, and I commend that. Um, it was interesting to look at though because the thought of like paying to be on, you know, for exposure more or less, like for paying to get on the radio or paying to like have your record play in Ozio or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel about um, pay for play is illegal. Payola is illegal. Like paying to get your record played on the radio is illegal. Mm -hmm. So I don't even understand how. Like I'm trying to like I'm trying to understand. Yeah, because I'm looking at said radio and club plays. Unfortunately, to understand how that works, you probably gotta pay that fee. Yeah, get hold on. Says get your music played. First of all, there's typos. Anytime I'm on your website and there's typos, I look at you funny. I'm sorry. Shouldn't be published yet if it's not polished. Get your music played, heard. Like anything worth writing is worth spending time. Double on. checking. It's a big thing. Get your music played, heard in clubs and radios around the country. Contact contact us to start your campaign now. So I guess you're paying him to push the record to the radio. Campaign, it's not right? really paying paying for plays. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know exactly. Maybe we can. Uh, Man, social us. media marketing cleanup, growth, blog placements. Cover arts, lyric videos, interviews, photo shoots, and I mean, shit. Especially, especially, it's, it's smart for him to to link with the Sony Music U because every time I talk about this show to people that don't know what we're doing, and they ask me like who the demographic is, I always tell them the age group. You know, it's our age group, young professionals in the DMV. Mostly, it's people that don't know shit about the city of Baltimore. And you know, that need a real awakening. That's who I like to market towards. Niggas that think that the city don't have no charm. But being in college especially is the is the best time to start a business and just get out there and do that shit because there's so much free promo that can happen when you're on a campus with thirty thousand other, you know, seventeen to twenty somethings. You know what I'm saying? That word of mouth is literally all you need. You know what I'm saying? You know how many women I know now that do hair, that do nails. I know men that like design, they do custom shoes. They do like, like, I see niggas like, like dressing niggas. Bro. Like design, hell bro. Like that's the best time to, to start a business, man. And, 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 and linking with Sony Music, you, or just Sony, I, I think it's a better move for Sony than the niggas that's affiliated with it. Cause it's like, bro, we're all, we all were born into this digital media age. We tweet shit and it goes viral in those seconds. Like, I don't know. I didn't even know that shit existed, but I'm looking into it now, thinking that I wish I knew that shit existed when I was younger. Most definitely. Shout out to the young Nigerian gentleman. Yeah, he's fucking Ebo too, man. That shit is tough. Keep going, dog. Maybe we'll uh, sit down for some some food, wine, and conversation in the, in the near future. Um, speaking of connections and like, you know, just the fact that you know a nigga that does or you know a girl that does hair, you know niggas that be designing and shit. We all have like a service to offer in this world, you know what I mean? So, and you know, the, the, the uh, one of the greatest gifts to have is to see that service and everybody see what everybody's, you know, um, calling so is. see that in other people. In other people, yeah. Like recognizing what they can offer and connecting the dots. Um, I brought that up because I, I was watching a documentary, The Black Godfather, about Clarence Avant, and that nigga's a legend. He's like the most legendary nigga that you've never heard of, and he knows every legendary nigga that you have heard of, and they think he's a god they had too. Al Sharpton, Rick Jackson, they had all type. They had Hank Aaron in that joint. Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter, Barack Obama. Like, 
everybody that's black um, influential within the past what fifty years. Yeah, what's his name? Somebody seen at the dock of the bay. What's his name? Uh, light skin. Yeah. Uh, nigga with the beard. Yeah. Oh, let's look through this nigga face. I know. <laughs> Oh, fuck. What you doing after the party? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta look this up. Because this is one of my favorite singers of all time. Yeah, I'm just it's a Netflix documentary. It's on Netflix now. Tequila, the past three weeks. Um, yeah, bro. This would have been crazy. But yeah, yeah. documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it just shows you, again, like how important just like, one, seeing that vision in yourself, and two, like, Willie, you, um, like you see how great he is? By making the people around him great. Yeah. Like, that's the conversation I've been having a whole lot recently about greatness and, like, manhood and things of that nature. He is so... He is greater, arguably, than all the people that he put on. Mm -hmm. But we know these names as being notable, right? That's, that's like, our... He plays a background. You know what I'm saying? So you wouldn't know about him, but other people, you know, know, their celebrity is is their cachet. That's, 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 That's greatness to me, man. Like, having your presence, like, I want to be great in the way that everybody that's around me is prosperous. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact, man. He, he said, he said, um, he said, life is all about numbers. Like, begins with a number and it ends with a number. I thought that was the most legendary shit ever. What's the number it started with? One. One what? Like, your age? Mm-hmm. Your social security number. Mm-hmm. Your driver's license number. Your birth certificate, the number. I mean, they probably give you a number before they give you a name in the hospital. <laughs> like, they definitely do. Yeah. I mean, because you start as, oh, this is another baby born this year in this hospital. That's baby X or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah because the hospital don't name the baby for you. Nope. But yeah, that was it. I'm still watching. It's a really good documentary, though. It's a legendary nigga. If anybody, um, you know, if you're done watching that bullshit called Black Mirror on Netflix, and move over Did to you watch Black Mirror? I didn't watch it, but I just heard it's bullshit. And I heard the new season bullshit. And I I, they doing a lot of different shit that I'm not so uncomfortable watching. It's okay, so let's be frank. It's three episodes long. The new it's, season is only three episodes? Yeah. What type of shit is that? Couldn't tell you. Is I that what niggas is doing nowadays? A season of three episodes? Maybe my Netflix, maybe I'm broke, right? And I didn't get the That's crazy. crazy. But they had the first episode called, uh, damn, I keep wanting to call it Smash Bros. Ever since somebody made that joke, <laughs> calling it Smash Bros. What's the, oh, Vi- no, Striking Vipers or some shit like that. Viper Strike. Some oh, shit like that. Yeah. Bro. That's the name of the niggas that's playing in that shit. Fucking other niggas That episode with was reality. very thought-provoking. Why? Because if you game at all, if you're if you're the type of nigga like me that you was playing Call of Duty in middle school or high school, you think of the type of um, type of demographic that you encountered online in these video games, bro. Them niggas were sick, and I know that there's some sick niggas that would be on that shit if it was available at that time. Mm. Right? And I thought it was interesting how in the episode they like brought it to real life and was like, yo, my nigga. If we really, if we really gay, we need to find out. If we not, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I think the point of Black Mirror is just to provoke thought, bro. Like that's why I like it. The second episode was in the same vein, thought provoking. Where, you know, if you haven't watched it by now, just go watch the shit, man. Or not, or or not. If you don't want to, I'm about to tell you about it. 
But the second one was about this guy. He was an Uber driver. I think I told you this already. He was an Uber driver. He would sit outside, oh, yeah. like, Twitter, right? Trying to pick up niggas that work for Twitter. As soon as somebody that worked for Twitter got in his car, he kidnapped them, right? At gunpoint. Like, he fucking abducted them and, and like, drove into the middle of this field. And you just see him holding this nigga hostage trying to talk to the CEO of Twitter, right? When he finally, like, they go through this whole thing, you know, he's holding the nigga hostage saying he's about to kill him. Then he tells the hostage that his gun is fake, but the police have his phone bugged, so they hear him say that his gun is fake. But then his gun actually ends up being real because he fires that shit off once the police start trying to, like, run up on his shit. And the police actually end up shooting him, but he eats that shit and it's like, ha, you just grazed me, bitch. <laughs> the gun is real. Now I want to talk to, what's his name, Tim Cook? What's the, I don't even know what Twitter CEO's name is. His name is Tim Cook. Now I want to talk to him now. I'm not fucking around. And he finally talks to him. And the reason why this guy's on this crusade to talk to the CEO of Twitter is because he was involved in a texting and driving accident in which his fiance and his passenger seat died on impact. Yeah. He looked at his phone to check a notification while he was driving. It killed his fiance. It killed the oncoming driver. But the oncoming driver was drunk and they ended up blaming it on the driver, right, that was drunk, that that's why the accident happened. Yeah. And the man had to, like, go to his fiance's funeral and, like, console his his parents-in-law acting like, you know, with this guilty-ass conscience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just one big-ass PSA. Like, that shit was thought-provoking as fuck, bro. But, I mean, if you niggas are comfortable where your mind is at, stay clear. And I'm not hopping on Listen up I mean just to be frank I'm only playing Single player games bro I play God of War I just beat Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 Over the weekend I had a lot of time I only play FIFA man Fuck 2K Against the computer (laughs) We're not online no more Did you hear this YBN Court Any chance to rap I started playing it But I don't like it I just maybe Maybe because of The season that we're in Right now it's like, I be wanting to hear raps every once in a while, but I want to hear emotionally... Emotionally charged raps? Not even raps. I, just, I Like, I, I feel like when it gets cooler and I'm in a more introspective mood, I be wanting to hear those types of raps more. I've been listening to a lot of, like, UK artists. You know, those Shout out to Nux. Oh. UK, like, crossover guys. Shout like, out to Nux. I want to hear sonically pleasing music. Oh, this is not Sonic and Blue? No. Well, that's my fucking issue with... <laughs> Y'all niggas be saying I hate too much, so I'm not I'm not going to uh, speak too much on that. But that's like the... That's why I don't understand the hype. But like, a lot of niggas be getting hyped up. And and a and 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 music don't sound good. Like, they don't spit on good beats. Like, huh? Like what? Like, why be in Corday? He can rap. Yeah, these niggas can rap. But I don't want to, but it's like. You're not making good records. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Chance the Rapper, you can rap. You used to make good records. I don't know what the fuck happened. I just. I don't I know just, what that Color Book 3 shit was, but it wasn't my favorite thing to listen to. It's just once we know that you can rap. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't but know. Maybe still my standards are. Who? YBN Cordae. Oh, yeah. Nah, Cordae still got time, bro. Cordae still got time. 
Because every rapper has that trajectory, in my opinion, even the greats like Dot. Like, yeah. Kendrick definitely had a time where he was showcasing his rap ability, you know, like mixtape Wayne type shit, where he was just, you know, I'm going to rap extremely well. I, but you start getting introspective as time goes on, hopefully. Yeah. Because now you have people listening to you and you want to say something worth listening to more than just showcase that I'm a good-ass rapper. You know what I'm saying? That's where yeah. a lot of people fall off, right? But yeah, I, I listened I listened to the jump for like, I think I listened to a solid minute of the YVN and Chance record. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I know y'all niggas can rap already. It should, it should be a little bit, I feel like it should be a little bit more distance between offers in terms of the quality of music. Like, it shouldn't be as big without music that often. And you should be a Far too well to be a stranger pain Despite it all, we remain in the same I'm just changing the game Hard pure, never tainted with fame Straight ahead, I'ma stay in my lane Never switching courses, life's amazing Shit is gorgeous Looking at the bigger picture portrait And I smile wide Perform the song and the crowd cries How can I lie? I'm tearing up as I'm starting to stare at y'all lies I know this shit you going through the last month you stressing as you hitting on that glass blunt A nigga praying to get lucky like that You can't even stomach the pain Now that's a bad lunch It's cool I just think niggas need better A&Rs And executive producers in their lives A lot of people just make the music That they want to be out And they don't really um, You know like Biggie Tyco. wouldn't have been Biggie like, without Diddy. How about Tycho Management, bro? Nah. <laughs> they got packages. Nah, we have to vet their... Uh, <laughs> we have to vet them first before <laughs> them we first. can speak on their, on their product. Yeah, bro. That's, that's the replay value is a whole other conversation, man. Yeah. It's a lot of niggas dropping music that, like, you know... I listen to one time. It's just not fly. Because I can't blame everything on the fact that, like, music gets, like, the streaming era and, like, niggas get lost in the sauce. It's like, no, some of y'all just aren't making... Shit that I want to listen to past my first listen. Let's be it's, honest. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy when. Uh... <laughs> Did you listen to uh, the new Matt McGee? Yeah. How'd you feel about it? I, man, I've been waiting for him to drop that song forever. Oh, you saw it years. I need you like a new food. I need you like a new wall. I need you. Like oh, he he performed it at. Uh, He's been performing that. He was at like the funk parade that happened a little while ago. People performing that at yeah the open mics the AB sessions which another one is dropping tomorrow so when you guys hear this Tuesday night at the pie shop in DC at the pie shop at the pie shop again it was last time on H Street uh, AB sessions is coming back out has some good artists coming out to that um, always a good time yesterday after for some talks on the uh, what's that fucking called the, not the balcony like the outside little patio session terrace man I call it terrace with the with the pie shop sign yeah. that all you simple motherfuckers take pictures in front of. <laughs> But nah, he Enjoy really, that. nah, I've, I've been waiting for him to, to like have that on my phone because you hear the beat, you know where it's sampled from, it's a familiar hip-hop sound, it's the break beat, but he sped it up a little uh, bit. Shout out to Destiny, I think she produced one of those records. I think, she produced, I think, she, I think she produced the second one. Oh, okay. But Matt, Matt um, has production credits on both of them, which... Yeah, I played the song, I played the songs one time each. Mm. I didn't add them to my library. Okay. I just gave it one stream each. What? You know, man, 0. 
0.018 cents per stream. The niggas is getting on streams. What, did, what, what was it? No, nah, the, the songs were good. The songs were good. They were really, they were, they were good. He makes good music. I just, you just, want, just didn't want to see his name on my phone. <laughs> I don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave it the one. You mean the one go around? You gotta, you gotta listen to everything that comes out. No, you don't. Yeah, no, no. no. I mean, just to having a, you know, an opinion on the things that are happening around you. I mean, but that, that was about it. That was about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to everybody that's made it this far, because most of you probably haven't. So this is this is this second game. nature. Love you is like second. Right, but like the songs were really good, though. They, they were really good. He's very talented. I was going to say earlier, it sucks when you want to support somebody, but you just feel the urge not to. I mean, I, or not I, even not to support. But I'm just still like, trying to figure that shit out. Hmm? I still have never felt that before. You know, um, this thing's on one of these? Huh? Yeah. This is the um, shit right here. Oh, no, no, no. That just might be. Yeah. The Disney production on the second beat by this thing. Oh, oh yeah, 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 hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Second one. Yeah, she's very talented. Said man. that that song was his mother's favorite song, so he just wrapped it. It's supposed to just be muscle memory, listen mm. by itself. But you gotta put on for moms, man. Moms fuck with it. Like you tough. Yeah, I put it out. No man, no choice at that Yeah, no man. Puts and coals on that shit. Shout out to Puts and Coles. They re so so you tell me that they recreated that beat. Yeah. That like break beat. I believe it. That I beat. believe it. Yeah. Foots is that cold. <laughs> yeah. He's that cold. Really. Oh, it was just Coles, for real. Yeah. Coles recreated no, that shit. Bro, it, it says, says Coles? Yeah. Oh, King and Beast by Coles. By Coles or Foots and Coles. Coles is that cold, oh, nigga. That's probably definitely probably be there. Probably the band, right? Yeah, they probably definitely would be there right there at every eight session. Yo, hey, hey. Let me say this first. Let me say this right now. A lot of you niggas owe Foots and Coles some money. And they're probably getting paid for their services. But them, those two are two hardworking brothers, first and foremost. Two of the hardest working people. This whole go-go re resurgence that's happening. Big part of the These niggas are the hardest. I mean, you know, they, they, they right there. Like, every show that y'all need, uh, every crank karaoke, they're that's there. Niggas with good work ethic, man. Yeah, always working. Like, niggas that you can tell are taking this seriously. Be in the gym. Three, four times a week, man. That nigga foots be running, man. That nigga's uh, uh that nigga's a uh athlete. I meant Jim in the proverbial sense, like Yeah, know, but that's what's crazy about it. Because it's, it's, they be getting put in the reps up, but them yeah. niggas, you know what I'm saying? The reps yes, up. bro. Yes, yeah. bro. Nah, that's that's always love for so cool. Shout out to him. Shout out Man McGee, man. I I think I think that some time is some talent is undeniable. And it is taking it seriously, like again. I should listen. Like, I don't make music for a reason. I don't think that's why I call it. Right? I hear the way that people put words together, their taste. Like, I always liked Matt's taste and shit. Like, from the offers that I heard, once I got put on to him. I think the song I first, I think it was Sweat. was one of the first ones I heard. Mm -hmm. um, he had some shit with Cal Ripken. I mean, no, Cal Rips. Not Cal Ripken. What is the last project you dropped? That shit was pretty good. Uh, fucking the shit with, um, Let's see, let's see, bro. Let's see, let's man, we giving niggas free promo now, type. Since you're watching, yeah. Since you're watching, we got the shit. I'm comfortable with Alex on there, which is a great record. Um, it's all right. 
<laughs> you asked me, remember? You asked me. I'll feel you. I'll feel you. So yeah, I heard it. It was fire. I was playing that shit. I just love the. I just love break beats. I love like that house sound. Like I just, I just always. It's great music, music, man. It's great music. I'm just, I just the man, the type of man I am. I can't have that in my phone. That's a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about? Yes, I definitely do, and I don't know how this is just becoming. I mean, I know how, but let's let's not get into that, man. Pretty much what is happening in Sudan that we talked about last week, last episode, episode ten. Um, it has, you know, more recently been brought to my attention uh, the crisis in Cameroon. Um, the military is also involved. Pretty much, the military is killing. You know, members of the population, citizens that speak English. So there's Anglophones and there's Francophones in Cameroon, right? And they're literally killing people just because they speak English. Yeah, it's the same shit pretty much that happened in Rwanda. Same shit that happened in Rwanda. Yeah. Right? The government, the president is running for his seventh term. He's not even in the country right now. Like he's left, he's left Cameroon and is and is and is in Switzerland, running the country from a hotel, right? And, and this, but the crazy part to, to me about all of this was that apparently this has been going on for a couple of years. Hmm. <laughs> like it didn't just, it's not like, you know, when we heard about Sudan, I know we hear about things a little bit later than, you know, than their original occurrence because the media doesn't like to cover these types of things when, when, when Africa needs help. It's like we're more, it's like Africa, they'll use Africa to like, as a, as a victim to like, you know, have that savior complex type shit. But like, this is a real ass, like genocide happening to people. And I didn't hear about this shit until like last month because I had some friends that are from Cameroon that let me know that there's some serious shit going on. But this just now hit the media. Again, years have been going on, people losing their lives for nothing more than, you know, being a part of a certain tribe, man. And that's why I don't really, you know, I, like within Nigeria, people make tribal jokes all the time and it's all banter, but something that's never, like, you can't have knowledge of the Biafra war and make jokes about tribalism. The what? So, by Biafra. Bro, the reason, it's, it's the reason why, <laughs> it's the reason why, like, the population split between Nigerians is the way it is, man. Oh. Tribes were dying. Ebos yeah. were dying. You know what I'm saying? Off of tribalism. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was having a conversation. You know Bianca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was having a conversation with her a while ago, a while ago, about this because she actually has family that's like a part of the government and shit. And how, like, bro, it's 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 scary because of identity. Like, people, like you, you would really take somebody else's life because of something that they didn't control. Like, you didn't even control what tribe you came from, but because you're on this side right now, you know what I'm saying? That's enough reason for you to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's insane. And I'm seeing, and I'm seeing the bodies getting thrown in graves on Twitter and, you know, people trying to bring awareness with the, with the, with the visceral, the very, very visceral documentation of it, bro. And it's just, so I, I I have no words. I have no words. Um, I just needed to bring that to attention because again, just like in Sudan, people in Cameroon don't have no way to like <laughs> ask for help. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just wild because um, people are living in circumstances like you know people are living in war like circumstances. Yes, and that's their everyday life. 
Like that shit is normal to them. It's just it's just really wild. Like you said something like this has been going on for two years. Yeah. And nobody here knew about it. Or not not nobody, but you know, the general public. Like you said, if you're not from Cameroon, you probably didn't You wouldn't know. Probably wouldn't hear about it. And that's what that's what, that was my first thought being so surprised. It's like, damn, like I'm from Africa, like I'm from West Africa, right? And I pay close enough attention to like Nigerian politics and things that go on. It was surprising to me that someone from Cameroon told me like, you know, if you hear about corruption, like you'll probably shug it off or, you know, there's shit, there's little skirt, there's little shit that happens every so often in, in developing countries and countries that are still fresh from, you know, decolonization and things of that nature. But for genocide to be happening over years and not hear anything about it, and I consider myself somewhat aware of what's going on in the, in the, in the, in, in various West African nations, at least like that shit. I think just, I think just like those people, um, you know, that type of shit has become normalized. I think it's also become normalized to us, you know, hearing about John. Cause like what other, what other continent do you see that widespread genocide on? You don't. Like anywhere else. You don't. So it's like in terms of the government, you see that like everywhere. But in terms of like taking people's lives, dog, straight up genocide. Where else yeah. does genocide occur like this? Except for, you know what I mean, like you know, uh, Hitler, <clears throat> like, and and uh, what's his name, Christopher Columbus. Like I guess I would put that on genocide too, right? Colonization. Yeah. So but this is like a remnant of that. That's kind of the issue. What? This is like a remnant of that. A remnant? This is this is like a like a residual uh, of colonization. Anyway. Yeah, 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 that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. All I'm saying is we become just like they become used to living in a war zone or whatever. We become to Africa being a war zone. We become used to it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why it's not really fucking breaking news on CNN that there's a genocide happening in Cameroon. Like there is breaking news when the fucking Chapel burnt down. That was that, that. That was that Did was. Anybody dying there? No, and they raised like three hundred million in like two days. Some shit. Days. So it's like that's news because it's not normal, but we become normalized to violence in Africa. We become normalized to violence in urban cities here as well. I'm just saying, like that's part of the reason. Because I because I be thinking why. Part of it is like, okay, is there a conscious effort to not portray these stories? And then part of it is like, how much of it is an unconscious thing to where we just become normalized so it's not even like breaking news. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it is every year, bro. We're talking about something else. Yeah. Every single year. that And, and it hits close to home. You just be wondering like, whose responsibility is it to, you know, work and rectify these things? Like, is awareness and I think I think awareness is always going to be the first step, like having conversations about shit and bringing people's attention. Um, but I struggle. I struggle when I read these stories and find out about these things. I struggle with like, how do I help? Like, where do I fit in? You know what I'm saying? Like, where do I? Where Where does my relief? I think it's okay. I, in there? I think it's okay for us to admit sometimes that some problems are bigger than us. I also think. Donating money would probably be one of the first yeah. steps, and probably one of the most important. And be, and be but researching where you're putting it though. 
Like not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, that, that, that also is a normal thing that happens is that these relief efforts get organized, but we can't really track the mo- where the money is going. Or yeah. a story comes out in another two weeks saying that this charity actually didn't do shit and never planned to do shit and all the money is now unaccounted for. Like, that type of shit surrounds these tragedies at the same time, too, bro. So be mindful of, be, definitely do your research. Like, don't, you can't be cathartic about this, man. Don't just put, don't just, like, change your profile picture to the Sudan color to say, you know what I'm saying? That's your advocacy. Like, yeah. I, I think I think we're really, we're capable of a lot more than that. And, I mean, acting like it starts and ends there is, is I mean, you're fooling yourself, man. And, and it's bigger than just social media activism at this point. It's way bigger than that. In the um in the in the Godfather documentary, the Black Godfather documentary, um, Barack Obama said something about Clarence Avant. He said he realizes that social change, political change, economical change, spiritual change, they're all intertwined. So I say that I think Nip said that shit too, bro, in a Gary Vee interview. I believe that. That shit was crazy. But I say that to say If, you know, a genocide in Cameroon, there's nothing I can do to change that directly. But the president of the United States could. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, niggas can be sanctioned like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, give a fuck for more than the week that you heard about the, the, the genocide. You understand what I'm saying? When the time is right to do certain things to change our political climate, to change our social climate, I think... It's deeper than just saying, oh, I want to do something for Sudan or oh, I want to do something for Cameroon. I think the best way to positively affect or the best way to, um, you know, you said, what, what can I do? Just be as simple as it sounds. Just be a good person. Like, be the best person. Be the best human to other humans that possible and make sure that you're only empowering good humans. Like, that's literally, that is literally, bad people get empowered every day. So you got to do your job and, and make sure that you're not contributing to that and make sure that you're actually, um, you know, in the fight against that. And that's, you know, I think that's my, that's my point. Because when you think about it, your destiny is not the only destiny that's in your hands, whether you realize it or not. You focusing on being that good person, being the best human being you could possibly be. You don't know who else will profit or benefit from that. That's how we kind of opened the episode with with the fact that your greatness or greatness in my eyes is determined by how prosperous the land, the soil around you is. Right. Like it's more than just your livelihood at stake. You need to realize that it's not just about you. It's way bigger than you. But you do, you're not insignificant, right? You're yeah. small in terms of the grand scheme of things, but you're not insignificant. Like, you have, you know, you have pull, you have weight and gravity. Like, you can definitely do your part. Be intentional, remain intentional, man. You know what's right and wrong. You know where you should be and where you shouldn't be. Find your mission. Lock your eyes on that shit. And don't take your eyes off of that for anything or anyone. Because, again, it is not only your life and your livelihood at stake. Like the fate, literally the fate of the world depends on you. Yeah. That's a fact. Praise out to Cameroon, West Africa, one Africa, man. This is, this, this is absurd. Um, hopefully, hopefully 
and figuring something out to do that's a little bit more impactful than our social media pages, but awareness is the full step, the first step, man. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you, man. And that's that's doing more than enough. Big fat. Anything else you want to get over? You good? Yeah, it's just around this time of year, the birthdays, the birthdays are always an accountability check and I just have to, you know, refocus and make sure that I'm walking what I'm talking um, in terms of that accountability, in terms of keeping my eyes off on the mission. Um, just being more disciplined in general, like it starts with that, being disciplined in little things uh, so that, you know, because God won't give you anything more than you can handle. So if you can't handle the little shit, you're never going to get anything <laughs> bigger greater. than that. Anything greater than that. Um, and that's just the type of movie that I get in around this type of year, this time of year, um, where I really just refocus, recenter, and say, I don't need this. I do need this. This is not negotiable. Uh, where am I and where do I want to be? I have a lot, you know, I'm in control of a lot more than I give myself credit for. I can't control everything, but a lot of it is a choice. So this is just the time of year. We six months in, make sure that, you know, you're making that choice every morning. Because again, if you're living in circumstances that are a lot more fortunate than others, I mean, we just talked about it. So if you're making that choice to <laughs> perform under what you know your potential is, don't wait until it's a crisis to, 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 to change around and realize you should have been more grateful. It's too late at that point. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody that came to through the crib for the uh, slight kickback we had bringing our birthday. Um, I felt a lot of love that night and, you know, that day, I guess, our day, our birthday. <clears throat> and since, I want to thank everybody for the, for the well wishes, for the birthday wishes, anybody that uh, showed love and support in the past couple of days. I truly appreciate you. I think my, um, my goal this year is to do more um, to my goal this year is to do more to earn the love that I get shown if that makes sense like I think it does it might have gone over heads but I definitely understand what you're talking about yeah um just to do more and you know to ask more of myself I feel like I feel like I just crossed like 20 I don't know and and I sound naive because you know I only know what I know but it definitely feels you know it, it, age is daunting like realizing that you're getting older and realizing that time is passing you by that's it's, it's, a, it's a little daunting like you, you just gotta realize like you only have one life and 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 the seconds that go by you can't get them back every so, year so don't waste faster it. than one before it too yeah. Because the right. fact that we're <laughs> six months from 2020, yeah, like right smack dab in the middle of the year, man. Time passes. So what are you doing with your time? That's why Remain intentional. Disciplined in the little things. And most of all of it will fall into place. Man. Thank you very much to everyone who's been riding with us. Past 11 episodes now. We've eclipsed the milestone. Mm-hmm. We're very proud of where we've become you know, over the course of this show and over time, um, things are very different this time around this year than it was last year. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of growth, a lot of discomfort. You know, that's also a part of that same growth phase. Uh, so just thank you for everybody that has held us down throughout the year. Um, thank you to everyone who saw us through those times where we thought that, you know, we, we didn't have what it took. Um, and I was just happy that I got to celebrate, you know, getting through those things with people that I cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best about celebrating myself sometimes, but that's why it's good to have people around you that remind you of all you're capable of, all you've accomplished, and all you have to be thankful for. Um, and to, I mean, to your point, man, I, I, I just want to, you know, kind of continue in that in that trajectory. Um, we've been shown a lot of love. We've also shown a lot of love. And I'm not close enough to show love at all, at all. So we're gonna have fun tomorrow. We'll get another opportunity to to give some hugs and some daps and listen to some good music, drink some wine. Big fat. Come out to AB sessions, man. Tuesday night. What time do you know? Uh, it should be around seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. I shop DC. It's on H Street, I believe. And buy my buy my wine tomorrow. So my if you show up, if you love me, yeah. Take I can't a dry ass cup of red wine, man. That's that's what I'm the driest of reds. The driest of reds. The most full body driest of reds. I want so that shit to be ashy. <sighs> Thank you, man. I appreciate you. For sure. For sure. And with that, episode 11. We out. Right, TV.